passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. Kudos for naming your son Ty, T-Y-E, just like I spell my name. There aren't many T-Y-E's out there. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. You're at the stadium shop on Razorback. Come by and see us 6 to 9 this morning. Get a free Beat Cincinnati button with any purchase, plus a hefty, hefty mark-off on all Tommy Bahama apparel. Tommy, we're uh, we're going to be up here tomorrow too, man. Man, we got a full day tomorrow. It all begins at 9.30 here on these ESP and Arkansas stations. We'll be live at Randall Ford and Fort Smith with Arkansas Game Day. We'll also be at Sassy's. Now, we'll be at the original Red House on North College and if you like barbecue, Sassy's is always a great choice for their menu. But, Ty, you got a little something extra tomorrow with Curveball Whiskey going to be at Sassy's. Um, if you're looking for a place to, to watch other games before you head to the stadium, Sassy's is going to be the place to be tomorrow, and you're going to be there. I don't characterize my father, Baylor Brad, as a whiskey drinker, but he did request for me to bring back some samples of that barbecue whiskey of Curveball. So I'm excited to to do that for him. I've had it. You've had it. You drank yeah. the whole bottle in one weekend, the weekend of your daughter's well, wedding, which you needed. You're telling everybody You needed that. it. You needed yeah. it. So the weekend of your daughter's <laughs> wedding. Whole bottle. Huh? I, well, I asked him. I was like, hey, you got any left? You, He's like, married, you hadn't married a kid uh, all, I was baby. <laughs> so we're excited about that. we got a loaded show up tomorrow. The only thing I regretted is there wasn't a second bottle. I was going to say. <laughs> so, I was like, I came back on like, Monday. Hey, Tom, is there any left? He's like, no. nope, that's gone. I'm not drinking on the roof of my house. I was yeah. like, all right, cool. They even licked the rim. You need to make sure it got it all. Oh. <laughs> a little Q-tip down in there. But All right, 9.30 tomorrow, Sassy's in Fayetteville. If you're uh, north of the tunnel, if you're heading over from Harrison, stop in. If you're uh, south of the tunnel and not making the trip up, stop by. Drew's going to be at Randall Ford. I'll be in the studio and uh, – yeah, well, Chuck will be riding the bus from Bomb Stadium. That's right. That's, That's right. right. I'll be riding box. up. <laughs> so, Chuck, I got to be honest, and I need you to be honest with us and our audience this morning. Well, you know, I usually I am not honest with okay. you, Ty, right. so I'll make sure this time I am. All right, thank go, you. Go ahead. I appreciate that. <laughs> Were you able to pull up your podcast this morning, Solo Dolo? Could you I, didn't, uh, I didn't try this morning. I mean, I'd listened to it last night, okay. so I knew what was there. And um, I was trying to get here at 6 o'clock, boys. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't download anything this morning, but 
I know someone who did. He's walked in. Yeah. And um, so, you know, everything uh, everything sounded great. Yeah. I thought you did a good job putting it together. Matt was terrific, and um, it was fun. Yeah, I, I, I listened this morning. Uh, first thing got up, and I, I just couldn't sleep. It got up, just excited to get the day going, and uh, it was a good 30 minutes to start. And I thought Matt Jones being your first guest on the first edition was, was perfect because quarterback play is such a focus of this team. And, you know, I'm not – K.J. Jefferson and Matt Jones aren't cut from the same cloth, but there are a lot of similarities in their style of play. Well, they, you know, Matt understands more than anything or more than anybody or as much as anybody who's played that position um, what that position really means. You know, it is uh, without question the most scrutinized position in our state. With respect to our governor and our senators and all our elected representatives, they get a lot of scrutiny. But not like the quarterback for the Razorbacks. And Matt, I think, you know, he provides a perspective there that, that maybe most others can. You have a different vantage point than the rest of us, because, and historically you have as well. Has there been a, better, a, a bigger star as a quarterback in the last, say, 25 years, or let's just say SEC era, than Matt Jones? Is there anyone that was more popular amongst the fans? Is there anyone that, that – uh, Well, Quinn was. Quinn was back in the day. Now, you're right, though. SEC, um, you know, Matt was one of those guys, and Quinn was, and Darren was, and Burks was, and, you know, there's been these players in basketball, too. You just feel like you always have a chance to win. Yeah. And, you know, Matt came in and saved the season. I mean, uh, you know, when he was, I guess it was his freshman year, I mean, he came in to save the season. And from that point on was just um, – well, I mean, he was as electrifying as anyone you'd see because when a defender, you know, my, my, my image of Matt Jones is the defender having the angle on him and then Matt just hitting another gear and these linebackers and safeties and, 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 and defensive backs look around like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how he gained their respect. I asked Roman Harper, who played safety and defensive back at Alabama in SEC media days because they went at, at each other a time or two, and he said you just never – thought that he was going to get by you but he did several times i mean that was you did, you don't see guys that are six six they're on a four three four four but that was every well, bit of matt jones he wore those black cleats which made him visually look slower but man when you when you watched it his strides covered five yards he didn't have very many feet down in between the stripes here's the thing about competitors and this is the reason i probably put less stock in four 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 five four three than anybody on the face of the earth i never listen to that stuff competitors are as fast as they need to be that's what competitors are they're as fast as they need to be i don't know hey, if burke's the, getting to the goal line last year yeah, on bama proved that i, I mean uh, this football speed it'd be nice if they were all out there in t-shirts and shorts and everybody had a stopwatch and nobody cleats, was chasing them yeah. but that's not how you play the game and um, Matt was as fast as he needed to be. I think what stands out about Matt Jones is the conversations that I've had with him on and off air. You can talk about all these different things that he has had success in on the football field, which he has. But Matt, of all of his great plays and great games, the one thing he always brings up is that 4 Texas game that he felt like slip away, that he felt like it was his fault. You can ask him about all these different great iconic things that he did, but the thing that ticks him off the most. Well, is that's what because he's a competitor. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's because he's a competitor, you. and and that's uh, um, you know that's 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 how competitors are. You know, that's just. Um, but hey, he was a great one, and 
I thought he was a really, you know, he just provided an interesting perspective. And uh, I wanted to know if that dunk over yeah. the goalpost was pre-planned was or not. That was a great too. question. Yeah, it was a good answer, too. Yeah. I was. learned some things in that answer. Hey, let me mention while we're, while we're talking about this, you know, Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, is um, our presenting sponsor on uh, the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast. And I don't need any notes to talk about them because I can tell you that, you know, I've uh, I bought homes and sold a home through them. And, um, you know, when you do something like that, when you make a transaction like that, uh, you need to deal with a real professional. I mean, it's the largest investment you're ever going to make. Um, you know, this is a time when a lot of people are selling their homes and um, trying to turn a profit and maybe get into something better. And uh, you need a pro. You need someone that really understands their business. Most important thing in buying or selling a house is getting from the contract to the close. And anybody who's ever been through something where it doesn't quite work the way you thought it would understands what I'm talking about. And that's what they're especially good at. You can log on to WeikertGriffin.com, Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Um, I can tell you from experience, they uh, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw Matt Jones play. He had transferred from Van Buren to Fort Smith Northside. And at the time, I was doing play-by-play for Greenwood High School. And it was the season opener at Mayo Thompson. And he took the opening kickoff a hundred, basically 100 yards from just outside the goal line. And it didn't look like he's moving at all. I, I remember going back and watching that play on tape a few times, and he just uh, he carved up. And Greenwood went on to win a, uh, a state title. I mean, they were a really good football team, and Matt, Matt uh, really showed his class that day, and uh, he was at a different level. You know, I remember. This is what I remember. This is the, these are the things I remember. You, you know, you remember when we started Sorehan? You know, Sorehan would play the first series, and then Matt would come in. And our fans hated that. I mean, hated it, hated it, hated it. And back in the day, I did the pregame show out, you know, in front of the stadium here with Quinn or if we were in Little Rock in front of War Memorial. And I remember we play – I forget who it was. It might have been a Thursday night game or something in Little Rock. And Sorahan was going to start and Jones was going to come in and everybody was mad. I thought – I thought they were going to take it all out on me and Quinn. I thought they were going to take it all out on me and Quinn. And uh, they were yelling and screaming, and it was uh, – I was – that's one of the few times I kind of wondered how it was all going to work out that yeah. night. Ty, what is that? I knew I was going to get flack oh, for this. Is that a milkshake? I can't even the moment, the moment I ordered this, I knew oh. I was going to get flack for this. This is a, well, you a, should. a Snickers Frappuccino. My God! So Jen was kind enough. Our great team member, oh, Jen, so brings Senate and we want coffee. And well, Chuck, you got coffee. I, I got regular what, coffee. Does yours Re- got any Snickers in it? No, or? it's regular coffee. Oh, that's good. And man. I knew when she walked in with a tray, and one of them had whipped cream on top. I knew <laughs> you it, knew it wasn't I, mine. I, well, I knew one. And I, I, I kind of thought for a second, is, well, is that hers or? And I, I just. I, this I is what's wrong with the world. Instinct took over. Yeah, this, this is what's wrong with the world. This is spiked, and you did get this spike. Thank you. All right, I'm going to need it this morning if I'm going to get harassed. Well, I mean, you bring it on yourself. I mean, it's, no, no self-respecting man drinks coffee with whipped cream on top. Listen, I got enough respect. Today's my... new generation does. That's what's sad. God. Today's new generation does. See, the problem with y'all's generation is you think everything has to be a, dirt, a certain done a certain way because your father did, your grandpa did. It's like, oh, we have to be, no, we have to no, do this, we have to do that. No, that's because that's how a man no. does it. And oh, th- that's the problem. Our generation was going to work, and we didn't have time for whipped cream <laughs> and going by Starbucks and 
wherever it is you uh, go to get your coffee. We didn't have time to do that. We poured coffee. We went to work. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Do I not go to work? I would just say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh man. I just start with I apologize. Listen, I can't. I can't. Sorry sp- for embarrassing you and Chuck. I can't speak for the idiots you, that, that also are a part of my generation. I will say that I am half that way and half y'all's way. I do certain things that way and I do certain things. Well, you that should have listened to the other half this apparently morning this, with ordering coffee. Apparently, this coffee is going to be the end of me this morning, but it tastes good, so I don't really give a you know yeah. what. We're live at the stadium shop. We're right next door to Baumwalker Stadium. Chuck's here if you want to come by and. Uh, you know, shake his hand, get an autograph, get yeah. a picture. That's right. You, you still know. got those uh, tickets. Those, He'll pay uh, you. Passes, how much right? do you pay for an autograph now? How much I'll, do you pay him to ask? I'll pay you $10 <laughs> to come in and ask. <laughs> These Tommy Bahama shirts are sweet. They're 25% off this morning. We do have something for free. Uh, free beat Cincinnati buttons. But I'm telling you, anything you want with a Razorback logo, they've got it here uh, at the stadium shop. 2.30 tomorrow. You and Quinn going to be back together again. What is this, season number 16 for you at the uh, at 16. The helm? 16th year. Hard to believe. What, 30-ish? 30 years. On, on the and, uh, 30 years in the whole deal. So uh, I'm getting old. You uh, Is there any nerves for you going into the first yeah, game? I mean, what, absolutely. what's it like after 30 years and 16? Absolutely, I'm nervous. I mean, I'll be nervous at the start tomorrow. And, um, you know, I mean, when you stop getting nervous, you ought to stop doing it. That's 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 kind of how I feel about it, and I've always felt that way. Well, I get nervous before every game. Is it uh, is it always been that for? Is it been that way for thirty years? Absolutely, right. absolutely. Right. Now maybe in the first year I was a lot more nervous than I am in the thirtieth. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, you better be a little bit nervous. You puke in the bathroom? No, nothing no. like that. Nothing like that. I'm just talking about uh, little butterflies. N- nervous like make sure Ty Richardson gets nowhere near me over the next <laughs> hour. No, did you not see that portion of the contract yeah, that I get so, to sit in with no, you and Quinn during games? No, oh, that's, man. Uh, you, that's, the, that's the kind of nervous that's that over, I'm talking yeah, about. That's yeah. an oversight on your that part. you got to read those contracts, man, the small print and stuff. No, I think, uh, I think everyone – is kind of having your same feeling, Chuck, the excitement level, but there is a little bit of nervousness. You're not playing a cupcake. You're playing a good quality football team that was in the college football playoff last year. Yes, they lost 11 guys to the NFL, but this is not going to be a walk in the park tomorrow. So I think if I was a fan, I I wouldn't be nervous. I wouldn't be nervous because uh, you're going to go watch a great football game tomorrow. You're going to be, I mean, college football's back. I mean, there's, 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 there's no reason to be nervous. Have a good time. Come cheer for the Razorbacks. It's going to be a great game. And uh, I think people are just glad college football's back. So if Arkansas wins tomorrow by 10, what should now be your expectation or your point of view for the rest of the year? Well, if they win by 10 tomorrow, everybody's going to be booking their tickets to the college football playoff. I mean, let's just be honest. All right. Now, let me flip the question. If Arkansas loses by 10, now are you ready to run off the cliff? Well, Is the season over? Or There's going to be people that are – well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. They're going to be going, how come you guys lied to us and told us this team was going to be good? <laughs> and, and Ruskin will be leading the charge. How, how come been you lied guys to? lied to us? <laughs> That's what will happen and if they lose. We've spent two weeks telling you how good Cincinnati is. That's right. You but, lied to us. I, and that, that's the point. I don't think – that's why I want to bring up nerves because I do think fans are a little bit anxious about tomorrow. And uh, Anxious but, is a good word. And I don't think the season's over or going in – going to uh, to extreme heights or extreme lows on the outcome of tomorrow. Even if you win by 10, doesn't mean you're going to be 4-0 when you play Bama. And uh, I think a lot of people 
are, are maybe going to put too much on the outcome of this game. They say, oh, I'm not going to do that now. But you wait till tomorrow and, and when they're calling us after the game and, and their, their thoughts and opinions then. And I just don't think you can get too high or too low based on either outcome tomorrow. Well, the one thing you got to remember, and I know that USC team was better than this Cincinnati team, but USC came in here and cleaned our clock one year, and we didn't lose for about three months. Ten in a row. Yeah, you know, so uh, um, it's 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 not the end-all, be-all. But there's no doubt that when, you know, nobody really expected Arkansas to beat USC. They hoped they would, and they maybe figured out a way where they could, but I don't know how many people actually thought it would happen. Um, you know, people expect a win tomorrow, but, um, you know, it's a season-opening ball game. You got a lot of games afterwards. But clearly, this is a tone-setting kind of ball game. Um, you said it at the outset of the show. There aren't very many instances in Razorback history where the Hogs have been ranked and the other guys have been ranked and you've played the game inside the borders of our state. Never happened. So, you know, well, it's happened. hasn't happened in, in Fayetteville. Fayetteville. It's happened, happened in Fayetteville. Little Rock. Yeah. And it's happened, uh, I think it happened in Austin, Texas one year. But um, 1980, right? Yeah, that's when, uh, you know, you think about this. Those of us uh, who are old enough to remember, remember this. That Texas game was moved to Labor Day weekend for TV, and that was unheard of in that era. In that era, you generally started somewhere between the 15th and the 20th of September. You never play. Nobody ever played Labor Day weekend. We got beat, and Lou Holtz said, we'll never do that again. We'll never move a football game to the uh, to the first game of the year, and I'll tell you what else. Arkansas wore red pants that that day, that that <laughs> night, and got beat. I don't think they wore them again, honest to God, for about 20, 30 years. What do you think, Robert? That's about right. They 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 wore them that night in Austin in a made-for-TV game, and we got beat. And I, again, I, that was 1980. I don't think we wore them again till probably Houston was here. 2000, somewhere around in there. Fred Talley, I remember him wearing the red pants, but we went about 20 years without wearing them. We're not a superstitious no. team base at all. Or. No, hey, hey, let me tell you something. If they'd run out on that field in red pants any time in that 20-year period, I think our people would have booed. Well, we've heard some of that recently with the white helmets. I know. You know people didn't like that white helmet look either, and when you lost it. They look a whole the, lot better when you're winning. I yeah. remember that. You, you remember that year in 94 when they had those uh, – Big hogs on the old uh, the, uh, the apex jerseys. The apex jerseys. Oh, That's exactly right. And I can remember they wore those, and I heard somebody say, "Well, they look okay oh. if you win." Yeah, Robert's, Robert's got one. Robert's here. got one right here. The old yeah. apex jersey with a razor. Uh, Junior Soli's old jersey. Oh, wow. How about that? And um, yeah, is that a bad looking jersey or that what? Is horrible. That is a horrific football but, jersey. But someone thought that was that got approved. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's right that's at not the a mock up. that's right at the beginning of the era when the apparel companies began to tell you what you were going to wear. Yeah, jeez. And um, that is a. Um, but I can remember somebody saying, "I I think we beat SMU in Little Rock or something." And one of our rare victories over SMU back then. Someone saying, "I guess they look okay if you win." Apex made this, and um, if you put the hog up on the shoulder, I think it would have been a whole lot better. But um, yeah, this this. And the sewn-on letters, too, were just horrible. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a beauty. Well, well, that jersey weighs, what, six, seven pounds? Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah. But, yeah, this is Junior Soli's jersey. How'd you end up with it? 
Don't ask. He no. threw it to him. Like, you, you remember that commercial where Joe Green threw hey, the, threw Joe. the, threw the T-shirt Joe. to the little kid? That mean Joe Junior, Green. Junior threw it to Robert. Robert <laughs> traded him a Coke and, That's got right. a, and got a jersey. What well, is? Y'all know it's College Colors oh, Day. I know what it was I was going to tell you. Um, this was the centennial football season, too. That's right. Remember? That's 94. exactly right. That's it's exactly 100 years right. of a Razorback football. I've still got one of those footballs somewhere. I do, too. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh this is the real That's deal. That's exactly right. I thought you were gonna say it's the Citadel football season. Hey, the Cowboys wore Apex. They had those same had style numbers and uh, same same style numbers as uh, what that is there. Where did, whatever happened to Apex? Who swallowed them up? Uh, starter got swallowed up too by the same people. So Well, Anyway. Well, you put product out like that, you I was go out of business. Say, that's exactly my, right. My collection knows no bounds. Ooh, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. You just whip that out yeah, as soon as somebody up. brings it up. He just whips it out. Yeah, that's pretty good. Go right in the storeroom and uh, just bring that out. All right, come by the stadium shop. That's not for sale, but that's the kind of collection. Everything's for sale. Oh, everything. Oh, I'm wrong. Everything. There is. <laughs> this is not for. Okay, oh, okay. I am right. All right All not right. for sale, but uh, <laughs> you can come by and uh, you know, if you just want to see a bad looking football uniform, we can show you that, or a good looking one. You can wear the game. I'm just impressed. You just on uh, on, on command. Yeah. There it was. So, that was that was that's pretty good. Uh, that was pretty good pinch hitting right there, Robert, to uh, to bring that up. All right, come by and get your free beat Cincinnati button. Uh, also, parking and tailgating spaces. Maybe you're already set for tomorrow, but you're thinking about the Alabama game, or you're thinking about LSU down in the year, or you're thinking about uh, you know Liberty or Missouri State in a couple of weeks, whatever. Robert's got tailgating spots right here at the stadium shop. You can come by and reserve one of those for whatever game, because Ty, we know if you, if you don't have your tailgating set up, well, you're you're only halfway there. You're blank out of luck. Now, Emmett from Springdale texting in, Chuck, apparently uh, – they used to wear black uniforms on Sundays for baseball. Is that a thing? Well, they wore black hats. Black hats. They wore black hats, okay. and they had a black top, uh, like one of those BP tops. I call them BP tops. They're not okay. real, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the multicolored tops. But at any rate, yeah, they wore, uh, I think on Sundays, they wore the black top. They didn't wear black pants. They wore the black top and black hats, and that didn't last very long. They've worn green ones on occasion. Hats. Wear green ones on St. Patrick's Day, and they'll yeah. wear the camo hats on Military Day. Lots of teams, you know, like you'll see people that are into buying team apparel. A lot of them have those green, you know, I see green Cardinals jerseys, you know, from when they played on St. Patrick's Day down at spring training. But, um, yeah, the, hey, you look at Major League Baseball, boys. You look at the Cardinals and the Yankees. You don't see any of those multicolored tops in games. You wear gray on the road. You wear white at home. You might have one day a week where you wear an old-school jersey. But you don't get into all those, I call them BP yeah. tops, batting practice tops. You mentioned baseball. It's looking Cardinals play the Cubs this weekend. Yeah. Drew Smiley's the only lefty starting for the Cubs, so that means that Pujols is probably going to have a, his best chance, at least, is going to be on Probably Saturday, so. Saturday. Probably so. And, um you know, I've I've noticed they've they they've hit him a little bit against righties lately. Didn't did in Cincinnati, but they won't do that very much. Yeah. So uh, I was looking at all the of the three starters for the Cubs. Smiley, Drew Smiley, former Razorbacks, the only one that's a lefty starting, and that's Saturday night. Uh, I think six fifteen first pitch. So you can get through with the game. Maybe catch part of that. Maybe see. Uh, Maybe see Albert Pujols Work hit. out that remote control yeah. Saturday hit night. 695. We're brought to you by Matchstick Studios. If your business needs a great-looking website to make 
great impression. Robert was talking earlier about how so much of his business is, is online. People look at the inventory, buy things, get it shipped. If you've got that kind of business or maybe you, you've opened a new business, you've got a product or service you need the world to know about, a great website's where it all begins, and Matchstick Studios can do that for you for just $95 a month. It'll be easy to edit. It'll have all the features you want. It'll be good on all devices. And best of all, it's done right here in Arkansas by people that love the hogs just like you. So call Jordan at 479-755-3043 at 755-3043 or go to modularorange.com. We are live from the stadium shop on Razorback. Come by and see us. Got some people asking online if we are open. Yes, we are open this morning. Uh, Get things going here. Free beat Cincinnati buns plus a hefty, hefty, hefty sale on all Tommy Bahama apparels. We're getting rolling here on a football Friday. Tommy, I'm I'm kind of doing as soon as we get out of here today. I'm going to do what you did this morning. It's just drive through campus. I mean, there's from the students I know that are still there. There is a buzz right now from the people that live up here. There's a buzz. It is just good to have football. You brought up something interesting earlier this week. You pay attention to teams when your team sucks. No one's doing that this <laughs> week, man. Everyone has their eyes and ears focused about 300 yards from where we are because that game on two, uh, 230 isn't just important for everyone in this state, but nationally as well. Oh, it's it's a big game, and it's nice to be involved in a big game. Nice to be in the kind of game that everybody pays attention to. Yeah, it feels good to be relevant, you know. It's nice, man. It's nice. Coming ranked two for the first time since 2015. Hour number two coming up live from the stadium shop. Come on by and see us. We've got a bunch of stuff for you here throughout the morning. <laughs> Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's believe b-l-e-a-v 50 that's believe b-l-e-a-v 5-0 bet online where the game starts first western bank we are more than just a bank we are your partner for all your financial services First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. All right, we're live from the stadium shop on Razorback. Let's get into our Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily question. Which Razorback player has a breakout game tomorrow against the Cincinnati Bearcats? 877-377-6963. Which one of you guys want to tee it off so first? So let's be clear. What are we defining as a breakout Yeah, what are we game? doing? Is I mean, this a new guy you don't expect? Or, or is this what are someone we doing like here? a Rocket Sanders who – you know, hadn't been a 100-yard guy, but Rocket Sanders, let's say he has 106 yards tomorrow on 
12 carries. Is that a breakout game for Rocket Sanders? Because I think he could be the guy. When I was looking at the question, that was that was the, the player that came to mind. I think we think about K.J. being the leading rusher, but, Chuck, I think Rocket Sanders could fit the uh, the definition and loosely of a breakout player because he might scare 100 yards. He, uh, I think he's got a chance to do that. I mean, I think he's got a chance to do that a lot. And, yeah, I mean, he's – you know, if Arkansas runs the ball well, particularly given the fact Dominique's not going to play, it doesn't look like. I'm not going to say that absolutely. But, I mean, he's going to be the one, if Arkansas runs the football, that probably gets – a lot of the yards from the from the running back spot. But I'll say this. I think when people get in their cars and go home Saturday night, they're going to be talking about K.J., and I think that that's going to generally be the case. I would expect that when the game's over, Trey Knox may be the leading receiver. Um, you know, I don't know if you can call it, you know, a starting tight end, a breakout guy, but I think we'll see as the season goes on a comfort level develop between – uh, uh, KJ and uh, you know between KJ and Trey, who on the defensive side could surprise and have a breakout game? It's going to be Sanders. I mean, I don't know that it's going to be breakout, but we've not seen him. And uh, Sanders, Sanders is going to be the guy on defense, unless there's a you know like a Hudson Clark moment against <laughs> Ole Miss where he gets three interceptions. Um, you know, unless somebody has a day like that, I think Sanders is going to be the one people are talking about when they leave the stadium. Are you going to use HUD Island on the broadcast this year? Probably not. Okay. Probably um, not. I know a lot of people were saying that after the three-interception game against Ole Miss. I like Matt Landers to do something. He's the guy that's 6'5", that apparently has been producing in, in fall camp to this point. And when you're 6'5", and you can fly, that's very difficult on cornerbacks. Now, he and KJ have to develop a little bit of a rapport. But if I'm going to pick kind of a, a guy that – didn't play last year on this football team that's going to break out, it would be Matt Landers. Well, I think among the receivers, uh, I'd keep my eye on Hazelwood. Um, you know, in that slot, there are those who say you put your best receiver in the slot. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard a lot of people say that over the years. And I think Hazelwood's going to get some matchups out of that slot that are going to really put him in a position to make some big plays. Which Razorback player has a breakout game tomorrow? That's our Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. All right, so Emmett and Springdale texting in that uh, Trey Knox is having two tutties, Tommy. Uh, that could be another guy that breaks out as well. All right, so uh, that could certainly be someone... All right, let's get uh, into our next uh, segment here, our, our Morning Rush segment here featuring Chuck Barrett. It's brought to you by Bradford Marine and ATV this morning. And I know we got some calls lined up, some more texts lined up, so uh, we'll dive right into that. sense with KJ and Coach Pittman that there is a genuine belief that each has in the other. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Baxter Health. Compassionate care beyond measure. We're on the Morning Rush as it is a football Friday. Chuck, how the podcast go last night? Oh, I, thought it went, I thought it went okay. You're the one that put it together. So uh, I thought it was good. I thought Matt Jones was great. I enjoyed doing it. First one's out today, and we'll uh, we'll do it again every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
I'm excited. I'm excited to keep on listening to it, Tommy. You liked it this morning as I, well, right? I got a chance to listen to it uh, uh, ahead of time, and I thought uh, thought it was well done. I thought Matt Jones was he was awesome. was, was tremendous, and he was uh, awesome. the question there where you ask about dunking it over the goalpost against Ole Miss, and uh, he's talking about the plays leading up to the to the to the game that week. And it Coach was Nuggett, planned. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it was planned. And, and, but and he he was thinking about. It. I don't know that he let very many people in on it, but uh, that's a great iconic Razorback photo. Dow Loggins knew about it, and because uh, you know, in the podcast, I don't want to give away the whole story, but he talks about how you know they'd been working on um, that read option play all week long, and um, the night before the game, I think Matt told Dowell that, "Hey, if if that play works and I break it, I'm doing it." And um, the play worked, and he broke it, and he did it. So, 0-1, his first play, and I remember the play. You're going to have to tell me the opponent that he threw that touchdown. He kind of was running around and then faded the left and found wide receiver in the back. And then that final play. like about five different, you yeah. know, 15 different games yeah. he played. Yeah, and then the last game he played, the last play, he, threw, he scored a touchdown as well. So, I thought that was kind of cool that his first play in Ridgeback Stadium was a touchdown and his last play was a touchdown as well. Well, I mean, he was, uh, he was an exciting player. He came in as a freshman and saved the season and – uh, from that poem, from that moment on, I mean, he was, uh, you know, he was the heart and soul of the football team. That he was. All right, let's take our first phone call of the morning, Mister Eddie in Clarksville. Eddie, you are on the morning rush, man. What's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. My juices are really starting to flow now. As I watched the backyard brawl last night. Congratulations to Pittsburgh and their fan base. For you know, that was a great showing. And what's my message is I've been coming humbly the last couple weeks. That's what's about. And tomorrow evening at two thirty, fan base come hungry. I mean that's what I'm talking about. Creating an environment and it's a Clarksville calls the hop bound. And I want to hit foul by the again by the talking heads playing loud tomorrow, burning down the house. We had to come to burn down the house. Are you ready? And as a fan base, I said over the last couple of weeks, you know, cooling the game. This is our time to come together. I'm asking you this morning, what's your pleasure? Come tomorrow, I can see the flames. I, I mean, let's burn it down. Let's introduce in the student body. Listen to this. You're going to play a big role tomorrow to add steam. To the hop train. I can hear that whistle blowing now. Are you going to blow the top off the roof? Because that whistle's blowing now. And I went to my record collection this morning and I broke it all out. I broke out the talking heads. I broke out pulling the game. I went to Boston and put on more than a feeling. And then I put on Starship. Nothing going to stop the hop train now. Woo! Wow, he man, he pegged it right you got there. Rick Flair, man. Ooh, he pegged it. <laughs> there it is. Golly, we didn't have that. He stopped it on Wednesday, Chuck. He kind of he. I don't know if he. Lost I don't his know voice if you can what. get your voice that high every day. You know, at Eddie's age, I don't know if you can hit that that pitch every every day. Man, maybe he can. Let's hear your best. Let's hear it, Tommy. Well, I wasn't prepared for that. Woo! I'd say that's pretty good. I'm not doing it, so yeah. don't ask. Yeah. I, I'm not going to attempt it. I, I'm going to say that yours will will do this morning. I, I think 
while people might not necessarily share on this radio state or these radio stations Eddie's excitement, I get a sense from this fan base that people share that whether they are boisterous about it like Eddie is or they keep it inside or not. That's the level of excitement <laughs> you see for this football team this year. I don't think there's many like Eddie, though. No. Nope. He's a one of a kind for sure. Here's the thing about the games that the Razorbacks play, not just here, but in Little Rock and the other places too. And you know, guys like Eddie they're not like everybody else. Let's just be honest. But on game day, when everybody's got that Razorback logo on and you're all sitting by each other, everybody's a friend that day. You know, you may high-five somebody at, during the second quarter of that ball game that you wouldn't be caught dead with mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. But on Saturday, they're your best friend. And, and, and that's, that's what makes game day great. It's what makes people like Eddie fun. Not everybody yells and screams and does woo when uh, they stop. You know when they when they stop their talking about the Razorbacks. But you know that's that's part of it, and that's what makes it fun. Is all walks of life will gather inside that stadium tomorrow afternoon. It didn't matter. You wouldn't act that way. That's right. That's true. <laughs> if it didn't really, I mean, you know, you can't fake that stuff. I mean, that's oh, genuine. You can't fake passion. that stuff. Well, what do you say about? family members it's like when you get mad at them it's because you actually care about them when you get ticked off at your wife or your kids it's because you actually care and there's a reason when fans will like sulk for weeks after a devastating loss is because there's there's genuine care about it and when you are the the fiber and the fabric of this state which the arkansas football program is people honestly care chuck well they do now what happens too often is that when the game doesn't go the way we want it to we got to find somebody to blame you know, the first thing you got to do is find somebody to, well, you blame the refs, you, you blame your offensive coordinator, you blame your defensive coordinator, you blame the head coach. If, if you've been losing for a while, you blame the AD. I, I mean, that's just, uh, that's, that's, that's sort of how it works. And, and passion works both ways. And I've seen it work both ways here. And it'll work both ways again. But right now, Things are headed in the right direction, so uh, the passion is, too. And everybody has a solution to the problem. Oh, everybody's got to, you know, <laughs> solve it this afternoon. <laughs> exactly. All I need is to get my buddy on the board to get, to get the rest of the board to vote this that's way, exactly and we'll right. have all of this solved by sunset yeah. tonight. Well, so. that's sort of how, yeah, not just here. I mean, no. that's that's the way it is in all college sports. I'm just ready to, to see the tailgating and, and everything involved tomorrow. And I think that I was listening to the players and stuff this week. I don't know. I know we've talked about what fans are ready to do. Players are just ready to get on the field and hit somebody. I heard Jalen Catalan say earlier this week, they're just ready to play. They're sick and tired of going through practice, going through the motions. They want to hit someone, not thud them up, not – just sit there, but they want to take someone to the ground. KJ wants to bully and run over somebody. They haven't been able to do that the last month or so. Well, you're you know that's part of playing the game. I mean, you're ready to go do that, and this is something that you know every player says every year. They're ready to go play, and um, because here's the truth: as a player, you run out of things to say. There's always so much you can say, yeah, and that's so cliche. I'm ready to hit somebody. Oh, else. Yeah. that's as cliche you as hear anything that about a hundred times every preseason. Here's something interesting to me. This is Sam Pittman's third year he's beginning. First year COVID, the most unusual season anyone's experienced in their life, and certainly not the year anyone should have been a head coach for the first time in their first year. He was a little bit different last year. Chuck, you, you've been around coach. You, you've, you've had two coaches shows with him. Do you sense any change in his, 
in the way he's going about business, has he grown and learned more as a head coach moving into this third year? Well, I think he's a lot more comfortable as a head coach. There's no question about that. I mean, uh, and how wouldn't you be? I mean, anybody in any job, uh, you know, you're going you're gonna to grow in that in, in, inside a three-year period. Now, I will tell you this about coaches, and it's been my experience throughout my career, not just in football, not just with Sam Pittman, but every coach I've ever worked with. Fans, the general consensus is that, well, if things are going well, the coach is always happy. I'm going to tell you something. If you got a coach worth his salt, when things are going well, that's when he's most uptight because you want to keep it going. You're, 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 you know that the expectations are changing. The coaches that I've been around are the good, that are the good coaches. When you're winning, that's when they're hardest to be around, yeah. you know, because uh, uh, that's when you're on edge every day. Winning's hard, man. Winning's hard in, 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 in college sports. That's a cliche, but that, that's the truest thing out there. And um, when you're winning, everybody expects you to keep winning. And as a competitor, that's really the only thing on your mind. So you'd be surprised. Most coaches that I've worked with, when things are going well, <laughs> that's when you really don't want to be around them. Yeah. This hour of the Morning Rush brought to you at Baxter Regional Medical Center. What, one thing you brought up in the podcast, and you played the soundbite from coaches, how he's trying to create a culture where everybody's treated the same, whether you're the star player like K.J. Jefferson or someone that's on the scout team. He, he thinks that's important to make sure the players feel everybody's getting a fair shake. And um, you, you say those things because apparently, you know, there's a feel that at least somewhere in the past it hadn't always been that way. Well, you know, he also said the most important thing as a head coach is to have the locker room. You know, to uh, uh, you've, you've got to avoid the clicks. Uh, you've got to avoid all the things that, that come with a divided locker room. It's part of being a leader. It's part of being a coach. You've got to keep the room. You know, uh, you've got to keep the room no matter what you're doing. And he's pretty good at that. And now look. Let's be, you know, let's be honest about this. In life, the reality is if, if you're really good at your job, you may get a little more leeway than the guy that works there that's not really good at the job. And, you know, that's just the reality. But one of the things he said was, he said, hey, if you want to be a superstar, you better go make some plays. Yeah. Now, you go make some plays, now we can talk. Yeah. But until then, um, you know, don't, don't, don't think you're anything special. But when you have – a group, and I don't care if it's in, in a locker room like a football team or a group of people that are adults that get around a conference table and trying to take a company in the same direction. Matt Jones said something else in the podcast that thought it was interesting. When you get to the point, and we've all been there, it's the magic level when everybody wants to do it for each other. You know, we want to hit this sales goal or this production goal or this safety bonus or whatever it is at your work that's important. Same like winning football games. When you want to win it for your teammate, Worse than you want to win it for yourself, for the program, or the coach, or anything else. That's when that's when great stuff usually happens. Well, you know, he he talked about how he never wanted to let his teammates down. I think everybody today, you know, every college football program in America, the idea of letting a teammate down just the most foreign thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Now you get to week four, week five, week six, when maybe the season's not exactly turned out like you thought it would be. That's when people begin to splinter and that's when the locker room begins to divide it's not hard to be unified before you've played a first game it's not hard you know um now remaining unified when you're two and three and everybody expected you to be four and one 
That's the challenge. Um, and that's what the good coaches do. And I'll think back talking about Matt. You know, that, that year he came in to save the season. I, you know, years run together. I think it was his freshman year. We weren't very good. Uh, you know, or at least we hadn't been very good. And so, um, but, you know, he was that kind of player. And we were fortunate that he was. Also, uh, you know, in his time, saved a head coach, too. Because yeah, sure back-to-back losing seasons, sure no one did. had survived to that point. Matt Jones was the reason why. So, Hey, let me talk to you guys for a minute about Baxter Health. Uh, people in north-central Arkansas know this, but Baxter Regional Medical Center is now Baxter Health. Now, that's a change. But one thing that has not changed is compassionate care beyond measure. That's what it's all about at Baxter Health. Now, you know, when it feels like home and being in the, you know, being taken care of medically is not always the easiest thing in the world. But when it feels like home, uh, and you're right in your backyard, and you've got a great facility in your backyard, that's when you feel better about your health, and that's what they've got right there in north central Arkansas. Now, you know, if it's, if it's specialized care, or if it's family medicine, or if it's physical therapy, they've got family medicine and physical therapy clinics open in 11 counties right now in Arkansas and Missouri. For more information, you can visit baxterhealth.org. And, uh, again, Baxter Health, compassionate care beyond measure. That's their that's their mission. You guys were talking about not letting your teammates down. That just kind of brought me back to Friday Night Lights, Billy Bob Thornton, that halftime speech that he gives when he's talking about being perfect. It's not about what you do on the field, but not letting your teammates down, looking your teammate in the eye and being able to tell them that you did everything you could on that field. I, I think that when you have someone – and that is at the quarterback position that not only your head coach has faith in, but everyone in that locker room seems to have faith in that if there's two or three minutes left and they're down, is there anyone in that locker room that thinks KJ is not going to be able to produce for them and go 80, 75 yards? Because I get a sense, kind of like you were talking about the podcast, Chuck, there is a true chemistry that there is a belief from Sam Pittman and KJ and KJ and Sam Pittman that translates to the rest of the team. Oh, I think they believe in one another. I I, th- I think some of that stuff, you know. Again, we're 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 on the eve of the first game. Um, I think that the trust and the things like that. I'm not saying those things aren't important, but I'm saying that the day before the game, you've moved beyond all that. And the reason they won nine games last year is because, um, you know, there was a trust between all of them. But that's what all good teams have. It's it's it it's it's not unique. Um, to this situation here. Uh, what makes it unique is may- maybe we've not seen it to this level in a while. But um, they do believe in one another, and the team believes in K.J., but here's why, because they've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea that, oh, we believe in this guy, we believe he's going to do it, that's not the same as we believe in this guy because we've seen him do it. Musselman uses the word evidence a lot. We have evidence of it. He's yeah. usually talking about film. He's usually talking about, you know, the, the tape that you go in and watch as a team, either from practice or the game. You know, with KJ there's there's evidence he's gonna be able to, to get the job done. Well he you know, it's because he has. Yeah. And um, you know, these guys are around one another every day in life settings, football settings. Um, you know, they're not just characters on a television screen like they are for a lot of people that just watch them on Saturday. So, um, you know, ultimately you've got to be able to perform on the field. But, you know, it's just like when you were in grade school or junior high guys, if you had five or six guys together, 
it was generally pretty evident who the leader was. You know, it was generally pretty evident who the leader of the pack was and who the followers were. And um, I think it's still that way. I think it's that way for grown men, if you want to know the truth. But um, KJ's got that quality about him. Yeah, and I think there's got to be multiple voices on the team. I mean, you got you got over 100 guys counting everyone, and, you know, one guy can't lead them all. And that's why you got to have other players that uh, – that take care of their part of the team. Well, I think right now it's about execution. I think it's about um, – I think it goes beyond leadership now. I think it's about video study. I think it's about all the things that really help you win the game. Leadership, trust, all those things. Um, I don't know that you're necessarily dealing with those the night before the game. This is this is about execution now. That's, that's, that's what tomorrow's about. And, um, you know, when you get into situations like – um, leadership and trust and things like that—they're, they're, they're always needed. But boy, you really need them in the bad times. And um, I think right now tomorrow's about you know making sure you're ready to execute against a really good football team. You yeah. said something earlier this week when Sam Pittman voices something, Tommy, to us as media that means he's hammering it on the locker room. The Stamp fact that he up. brought up the yep. penalties last year against Rice, twelve or thirteen of them. How much do you think that's been preached this week about execution like Chuck's saying and not making bonehead mistakes? Not just to the players, but in the staff meetings and to the coaches as well, that, you know, to set the expectation for, for what the performance should look like. We're at the stadium shop next door to Baumwalker Stadium. We're open this morning. Robert and his family are here to take care of you. Tommy Bahama shirts. These are, I mean, it's going to be the nicest Razorback shirt you have in your closet, I can promise you. 25% off this morning. We got free Beat Cincinnati buttons. Everything you can imagine uh, that you would ever want with a Razorback on that they have here at the stadium shops to come by and see the only Razorback shop that is owned and operated by a family of UA graduates right here in Fayetteville. We're brought to you by Gaston's White River Resort. I was just on their website a minute ago looking at uh, everything they got to offer for this weekend, including their menu. And if you're looking for a great place, if you're on a little road trip this weekend, maybe after the game you're going back home a different way, stop by Gaston's, breakfast, lunch, dinner. They've always got something good to eat. Uh, Saturday night after the game, maybe you're watch the game stay closer to home they've got the roast prime rib a 12 and a 16 ounce cut on special they got some fresh seafood that's been flown in for the weekend so if you're looking for a unique and different place to enjoy a great meal this weekend think about gaston's white river resort 870-431-5202 for a reservation gaston's a first class time at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Hour number three of the Morning Rush Football Friday live from the stadium shop on 
Razorback. We've had a handful of people already stop in this morning. Tommy, my brother just stopped by here. Robert, you're like this. He said he's never seen so much Razorback gear in a store. So it's uh, it's nice to come on, stop on by. You got the deals. Tell people about them. Well, you get a free Cincinnati, beat Cincinnati button. They're right here on the table. And uh, you can just come grab one of those as you come in this morning. Tommy Bahama shirts. I promise you it'll be the nicest Razorback shirt you have in your closet. They're 25% off. Robert's got a big selection of pattern styles. These are the nice button-downs. You're, you're, you're going to like They got some long sleeve and, uh, and a great selection of the short sleeves that you want to wear. You know, to you know, these are nice. You can wear about anywhere. So more stuff than you can imagine for your tailgate, for your man cave, to decorate your office. Uh, we'll t- talk to Robert a little bit later on. They've got everything you can imagine, plus a, a smattering of a few other uh, SEC schools you can find some stuff for as well. It's all at the stadium shop next door to Baum Walker Stadium on Razorback in Fayetteville. All right, real quick, describe Fayetteville right now in one word. Electric. Buzz. Are you asking me? I know you could do it in much more. You're more of a wordsmith. No, than me no, I think electric. one word. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think electric sums it up pretty well. Does that work? Yeah. I'm just happy to be up here, man. I'm happy to be calling football or getting a chance to go to football and get excited about this. You know what I'm also happy about? I'm happy that Bradford Marine and ATV has jumped on board. You know, Bradford Marine... I sense with KJ and Coach Pittman that there is a genuine belief that each has in the other. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Bradford Marine and ATV. Stop by any of their six statewide locations today or visit them online at bradfordmarine.com. All right, getting ready for the game tomorrow. You know, Chuck, we've talked about a lot of different things, and, you know, some of it's just fan reaction, enthusiasm, all these things. Let's talk about what's going to matter tomorrow. We got two experienced offensive lines that are going to go, you know, they're not going to be on the field at the same time, but whichever one of those units wins their battle against the opposing defensive line, probably going to go a long ways to winning this football game. I think we're going to have a pretty good indication in the first quarter about how this is going to go. Arkansas has emphasized fast starts. Um, You know, they didn't start real well last year in that Rice ball game. you got to start better. And Cincinnati's, I'm sure, thinking the same thing. Both these teams plan to live off the ruggedness of their offensive lines. And so they're going to be trying to make statements with those offensive lines in the early going. Arkansas, they're built to run the football. So that's what they're going to try to do. Now, they'll do other things, obviously, but they're built to run the football, and that's what they're going to try to do first. Um, Cincinnati's in a situation where um, if I was Cincinnati, Sam Pittman said this, they're going to try to come in and run the ball right down the Razorbacks' throat. Let's find out what they're made of. Um if both sides are able to do it, for example, on the first drive, what adjustments do you make? What happens on the second possession? Who turns it over? Field position. All those things come into play. But somebody's going to make a statement, I think, early in the ball game with their offensive line, and that team's going to be the one that is probably the aggressor all day. Cincinnati has played basically a 3-3-5 defense. Keep, you know, keep everybody in front of you. Hogs have played this way at times. they got a veteran defensive line that's expected to start the game. I wonder if you're licking your chops a little bit, thinking or what adjustments will have to be made if Arkansas is getting some inside run. I mean, you, you would like to think that you could open some holes against a three-man front and make them walk some people down in the box on you. I'm sure they'll, you know, again, that's what they'll try to do right off the bat. And the defense for the other side's always got to account for KJ. And um, I would expect early on you you will see Arkansas 
They may throw some. I'm not saying they won't, but um, you're going to see them try to establish physical dominance. When you establish that running game, you said earlier, KJ's that great equalizer that you have to have always a safety or a linebacker to account for him. That's what makes Arkansas defending the Razorbacks so difficult is because even when you've got all the running backs and the tight ends and wide receivers accounted for, KJ makes one guy miss. It's a game. It's a it's a crazy crazy outlook for that defense. Well, look at the guys that Arkansas is going to challenge opponents to tackle this year. You got your top three wide receivers all go at around two hundred pounds or, or better. Hazelwood's about two ten or or so as he's listed. The uh, the other two with Landers and Thompson listed right around two hundred. We've talked about KJ and the load he is to bring down. This is going to be a challenge for teams when when you got to meet the ball and you got to you get point of attack. You know, Arkansas is going to have a challenge here, whether it's wide receivers, running back, or quarterback. Well, I think one of the things for everybody uh, tomorrow, not just in our game, but other games, not just tomorrow, but in the next two or three weeks, you know, teams are not tackling to the ground as much in preseason now, and um, us included. Um, how do teams tackle? How do teams tackle that first and second week when you've not been doing it every day in practice? Now, you know. The way it's been explained to me, and when you watch these guys, when they thud as opposed to tackling to the ground, for it to count, I mean, you got to square up on them. You know, you may not be bringing them to the ground, but form-wise, form-wise, you got to be right on point. So the hope is, obviously, that when you, uh, you know, when you do start tackling to the ground, that you're ready to go in that area. But I, I, I think that's one of the, one of the unspoken keys. Sounds simplistic. You always got to tackle well. I mean, that's one of the tenets of football. But when you look at the way teams approach preseason now, um, I think tackling to the ground in the first game or two is, is, again, one of those unspoken keys. How many games does that take to get back in rhythm of actually playing? You think it takes one, I, two? You know, oh, I think it takes a quarter or two. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it takes a full game. I mean, we heard Coach Pittman talk about this, that it's really actually harder to thud up in the way you handle it. He was much more technical about the way your hips and, and what you have to do Yeah, you've got to form up on him. Yeah, you got to form. But, but thudding was actually harder in some ways because of the way you had to, to, to stop your momentum and some, some things that he was explaining, I think, maybe on his first coach's show. So uh, I think they'll get right back into it. I think it, it's natural. It's what it, guys that are playing at this level, they played their whole lives. And uh, uh, I don't think it'll be anything that uh, will, will take them long. It'll be like riding a bike in a lot of ways. This hour of the morning rush brought to you by Bradford Marine and ATV. We haven't spent a lot of time on special teams yet, and we've seen how that'll flip a game. Arkansas still trying to figure out who's going to punt. We, we think we know who the return specialists are going to be, and you know, Chuck, uh, Cam Little, someone I think you can, you can trust if, if they put the ball down on the tee for a field goal. Well, you know, as your team gets better, you get better in special teams. Um, we focus on the specialists, and that's understandable because that's where the ball is. But, you know, personnel-wise, not just the kicker and the punter and not just the return guy, um, Arkansas is a lot better there. As your team's better, your special teams are better. And um, I don't worry about that area this year at all. I mean, it's not to say you're not going to have some mistakes there. I'm not saying that. But I, I, I think that I think they've got two good punters. I think they've got a very good place kicker. Um, a guy that you know may very well end up being the kickoff guy, you know, a different guy. They got return men. Um, you know, you got to block it up, and then you got to tackle. What you know when you're on the uh, you know when you're on the coverage team. What coach say uh, 
they get inside the they they get to a forty yard field goal, so basically to the to the thirty or so yard line, they feel pretty good about being able to put points on. I think it changes the way your offense operates from a mental standpoint because um, you know if you're. I think I always think back to the 1998 game when Lauderette was suspended and we played at Mississippi mm-hmm. State after the Tennessee ball game. Yep. I thought every decision, every play call, everything that happened that day in the back of their minds is we can't kick a field goal. We can't kick a field goal. So we've got to design our offense around the fact that if we get to fourth and four here, we're going to have to go for it. And I think from an offensive standpoint, from a play caller standpoint, quarterback, skill people, if you know that when we get to the 30 or the 35-yard line, if we can just get there, there's a pretty good chance we're going to get some points. doesn't mean you settle for that, but I think your mentality is a whole lot different as a play caller and as a quarterback. So I just think that if you can get three first downs, if you can get about 40, 45 yards offense, you're probably going to have points on the board. So – you know, that's easier said than done sometimes to string those plays together, but that's essentially what you're looking at, assuming you're starting at the 25. Well, and if you find yourself in one of those situations where, you know, that we talk about a lot, where, you know, you uh, say you need three to tie. Um, yeah, you could tie with a field goal, but your field goal kicker's not very good. And he's 0 for 3 that day, or 1 for 2, or you just, for whatever reason, you don't have a lot of confidence in him. You know, at that point, you're thinking, man, we got to go score a touchdown. I mean, in a different situation, it's not that you settle for a game-tying field goal, but if you don't have a good kicker, when you start calling plays, that's not even an option. You know, in your mind, you're thinking, we got to score. We're not good enough to tie it up. we got to go score a touchdown. So I think when you've got that confidence in your kicker and your snapper and your holder and the guys that block it up, um, I think when you feel that way, as a, again, as a play caller and as a quarterback, you, you approach the entire possession differently. I remember when Reed Bauer was talking about holding it with swagger. I've never heard of a, <laughs> like, a holder talk about that. But Cam Little, we've talked about KJ being left off all, all these SEC lists. Cam Little wasn't on any list either. And he missed four field goals last year. He was, what, 20 for 24, mm-hmm. made every extra point. I mean, here's a guy that I think is, I don't know if you can call him automatic, but he's pretty dang close to it. And so – when you look at when you approach that kind of the last sequence of a game, Arkansas's down, I think a lot of Arkansas fans feel that Little's going to nail that field goal if he's putting in either situation on the road like he was at LSU in Death Valley last year or at home when we saw him make some clutch kicks. Heck, he started out in in uh, Jerry World well, last year too. I mean, that's what we're talking about. I mean, that's what we're talking about is that, you know, the most important thing is that his teammates have confidence in him. Uh, that's the most important thing, and that the play caller and his coach has confidence in him. But, I mean, that's what we're talking about, that you get down there in an area where, you know, you can score and you feel like he's going to get you points. Yeah. So those are some areas to feel good about. I, one thing that's been a question in the conversation, and I think question with this team going into the game, is defensive line. That's the thing people have, have focused on. What should be the expectation? And can some of these senior and veteran players, you know, you know, like a Nichols, like a Gregory, kind of quiet some of those concerns tomorrow? See, when people focus on the defensive line, they always talk about pass rush. Um, as a defensive lineman, you defend a lot more plays that are not pass plays than you do, you know, plays that involve a pass rush. When I think about a defensive line holding up, it's not about can they go get the quarterback, although you got to do that. But it's about can you hold up in that running game? 
Can your gaps hold up? Can your linebackers move? Um, you know, those are the areas that I think about with a defensive line. You put them in third and seven, third and eight, you're going to get a pass rush. It may not be from the three or four down line. It may be from somebody that's coming from somewhere else. But you hold up against the run. You do all those things, and all that pass rush stuff will come together. Um, but I've said this before. Every head coach in America tonight or today is worried about whether their defensive line is going to hold up. Even Alabama and Georgia, they're worried about if it'll hold up against each other. But everybody's worried about that. That's that's, And I've said this before, too. That's what separates our league from all the other leagues, are the great defensive linemen. You know, this is a defense that, wouldn't you say, is, is designed to funnel – the tackles to the linebackers. So you need a defensive line that can occupy the offensive tackles so they don't get out on the linebackers so they can, can do their work. So well, I mean, that's important, I think. I'm not going to try to get into it because I'll end up sounding like an idiot. But here's the deal. You better not get gashed. You know, um, I think when you look at the thing that, that identifies a bad defense is uh, do we get gashed in the running game? And that's the, um, you know, that's a simplistic way of looking at it, I'll admit. But – I think, you know, if you're getting gashed in the first quarter running the football, you're probably going to have a bad day. You don't want to look like Penn State in the third quarter of that yeah. bowl game last year. Well, that was one of those games where it was like, why aren't we even throwing the ball? Yeah. I mean, let's just run it every down. Exactly. It was fun listening to the Arkansas offensive line talk about schematically what Barry Odom was trying to do to them in the offseason and in fall camp. And the same with Kendall Bryles and Cody Kennedy doing the same thing. Just kind of that helps them, right? It not only helps the defense get better, but seeing the these different schemes and looks, like you said, don't necessarily want to go in the weeds on that, but I think it helps your offensive line when you're when you're seeing a variety of different packages and blitzes and all these different things that they saw in fall camp. Yeah, I agree. So uh, it's going to be fun. Two thirty tomorrow, right here on ESPN Arkansas. Our coverage begins at nine thirty with Arkansas game day. You can listen at hitthatline.com. A lot of hunting seasons getting ready to get underway. Chuck, we we're talking about dove season this weekend. A lot of guys may go out and do some dove hunting early. You need a good ATV to get to the woods. Bradford Marine and ATVs got what you need to enjoy this fall. It is ATV season. I mean, you know, we were talking about that a little bit earlier, as you say. Bradford Marine and ATV, I'll tell you what they've got right now. They've got in stock the all-new Tracker Off-Road 800SX Waterfowl Edition. Mm. You think you might be the man out there in the <laughs> uh, uh, out, out, out there in duck season? They've got the Quack Rack, the standard Quack Rack, fully rigged. It's going to haul all your gear. It's going to get you to the duck blind. It's going to going to do basically whatever you need it to do and i'll tell you this too bradford marine and atv they've also got their complete line of off-road units coming in daily christmas i hate to talk about christmas this early but if you're going to order these kinds of things uh you might want to do that the tracker off-road 90 is designed for kids 12 and older you can make it the best christmas ever you know, I mean, you really could. So visit Brad, uh, Bradford Marine and ATV, any of their six locations. You can visit them today. Here was a note we were talking about earlier that the Hogs are opening their season with a top 25 matchup in Fayetteville for the first time in program history. Number 19, Arkansas. Number 23, Cincinnati. I mean, when you're talking about a sport that's been around since the 1800s and, you, and you're saying first time ever in program history, that's, that's kind of a – Something worth noting. Here. If this was a Power Five opponent, if this was a Power Five opponent, it might be getting more play than you've got a rank, you know, than than it is in in in, in terms of you know the ranked type matchup. Um, if this was um, 
you know, if this was a team, if this was Texas or somebody coming in and they were ranked, I think it would be even more off the charts than it is right now. This is the toughest, toughest opener Arkansas has had, um, certainly at home since USC came in here in 06. Um, and, and we've talked about it, and you mentioned the first one in Fayetteville. Got to go back to 74 in Little Rock playing USC when they played Texas and Austin in 80. I think that was ranked teams there in the opener, but it, it, it just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, 74. That makes me think about my uh, my late buddy Gerald Skinner from Malvern. Yeah. And uh, yeah. one of the first big offensive linemen. He was on those teams at the end of Coach Broyles' era that uh, he was really kind of the first big offensive lineman that was, was part of those games that uh, you referenced. You know, that was such a uh, – you know, there was no social media. You know, it wasn't like it is now. That game wasn't even on television. But there was – I can remember as a child, there was just so much of a buzz about – a team from Southern California coming to Arkansas because, frankly, in 1974, we were not connected to the world the way we are now because we didn't have the Internet. You didn't have, you know, pictures on your computer every day of a USC star. Anthony Davis back then, he looked like you expected him to have a glow about him when he walked into the stadium because, you know, you'd heard about him so much. And Pat Hayden was their quarterback then. And uh, but we had a defensive assistant named Jimmy Johnson, who uh, Coach Broyles still to this day credits with coming up with a game plan to defeat him that day. They had a great year, and we didn't. But uh, that night, we were a whole lot better. Let's take a quick call real quick, go to the land of the Ducks in Stuttgart, Arkansas, where Brent is patiently awaiting. Brent, you're on the morning rush, man. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, Ty, Chuck, and Tommy? Brent, how are you, buddy? Chuck, you know me. I'm outstanding. It's finally that time of year. I know. And while I got you on summer. the phone, I just, I just finished your fir- first. Give me the hog. Give me the hogs, Chuck Razorback podcast. Outstanding. Well, thank you. I appreciate you listening, Brent. Oh, Chuck, you know, you know, I can't, I can't go without giving you my opinion on your ventures. So. <laughs> I I, re- I really, li- I really liked that. I really liked it. It's going to be on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's exactly right. Hey, hey you're reading it exactly we- the way I wrote it for you, Brent. And I appreciate <laughs> that. You know you're the, you know you're the, you know you're the best, Chuck. I'm just telling you. Even, uh, you even though Thank on you. Saturdays you're in the press box with Z, I mean that's got to be something with him as your spotter, right? Well, it's a every day's a challenge. Oh, but now that I got, hey, is Ty on the phone? I'm here, buddy. The man that drinks coffee in a red solo cup. Ty, you just Whip gave cream. up your manhood right there. I appreciate it, man. I, I I need some help in that category, apparently, in my co-host. But you did you did get you have gotten a haircut though. I am impressed. No, it's still long. It, it, it ain't getting a haircut anytime soon. It's not as long because I watch y'all. Every morning on my uh, Roku TV, or on my Roku TV, uh, on uh, on oh, oh, oh what, what what is it called? Uh, Roku. Roku. That'll work Roku. though. We're, we're we knew what you meant. Yeah. Brent, we knew what you meant. Brent, his hair's kind of like his coffee. It's a little girly. Both both of them. Uh. <laughs> that, hey Tommy, that's a good one. And I want to give your I want to give your uh, station props. For getting Chuck on with you every day. That's or not every day, but that's fantastic. 
Yeah. I got tired of Chuck begging to come on. Ah, it cost him a fortune, Brent. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> Once they have that truck backed up to the door, we can finally talk business. <laughs> Beep. Little Brinks truck. Hey, Brent, thanks for the call. All right. Thank you. So, uh, Brent's Brent's like all uh, all Razorback fans this morning, just excited for He's the season. He's beside himself and just cannot wait. Hey, we're at the stadium shop. If you need something great to wear to the game or your tailgate party or just a Sunday school, come in here and get it uh, right here from the stadium shop. It's on sale. We'll be here a little while longer, but these savings last all day at the stadium shop in Fayetteville, getting you game day ready. Yeah, we got pregame coverage all day tomorrow, starting at nine thirty. Make sure you're tuning in that more of the morning rush next. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. You got a big game. Fayetteville this weekend as we're live at the stadium shop on Rageback. But Tommy, not only do we get to watch this great game on Saturday, but there, there's a good chunk of SEC games that I'm interested in. Most notably, I'd say that Utah-Florida game stands out to me. I think it determines, I don't want to say determines the season for Florida, but Florida's at home with 7th ranked Utah and then Kentucky, where they rank 21st or 2nd, somewhere right in there. S- you, yeah. Similar to the Razorbacks, right in that range. Uh, Two big games for Billy Napier to start the season. Now, there, there is a good chance Florida could be 0-2 when you look up in a couple of weeks. And, boy, that's tough on a new head coach. The schedule makers didn't do any favors for Billy Napier at Florida. Here's something that you need to think about. Florida opens up tomorrow, beats the Utes, changes the entire dynamic of the SEC East. Because yep. everyone thinks that Georgia, who doesn't have a – opponent right now that they'll play all season that will be within double digits in Vegas, that changes the entire outlook of the SEC East if they beat Utah tomorrow. And then if they win next week, who knows what's going to happen to Jacksonville. I know it was Ball State, but what was it, 55-7 to last night, Tennessee, or 55-something, Tennessee yeah. just clobbered Ball State. Does that change your opinion? Does that give you some uh, confirmation or anything in your mind that you know Tennessee might actually be a little bit of a contender in that division. Well, I got Tennessee at two. I've been on the Tennessee train. I think Hooker and KJ are neck and neck for the second best quarterback in the SEC. So I'm on that train. I don't I don't have to jump on it. I'm on it. But yeah, I mean it's ball it's like you said, it's ball state. Well, if they now, they bad it. though, you'd be jumping off that train. No, I'd be jumping off so quick, yeah. man. I'd be jumping off so, very fast. A little but, affirmation last night. Yeah, I, I mean I want to see what Tennessee can do against the likes of Florida, Kentucky, and then when they play Georgia and they'll get Bama at home. Bama's got a brutal stretch before they play the Vols, so we'll see if they can uh, make some waves against Tennessee. But this is just, man, the fact that, again, you are one of the five best games of the weekend. How many times have we been able to say that? I mean, you got to go all the way back to 06 when you go to an opening weekend in Arkansas, and they weren't even ranked in. They got housed that game. It was a good game in the first half. 
then USC curb stomped them in the well, second half. But let's be honest, this wasn't the plan when you put Cincinnati on the schedule. No. Plan was Cincinnati would be Cincinnati. It'd be a decent uh, mid-major opponent to start this. No one planned it this way. Would I mean? So let's not. You know, USC is a different plan. When you put USC on the schedule, you're planning for something uh, like what we're going to see here. So um, let's just be honest. Everybody got fortunate and. Probably, I mean, I don't know all of the lineage on the schedule in this game, but it came well before probably Hunter Juracek even yeah. arrived in Fayetteville. Best, uh, if I had the best guess, this was probably at Jeff Long. I would agree. Setup. Greg Sankey was in Columbia, Missouri last night as Missouri defeated Louisiana Tech. He was asked about speculation of booting current SEC teams. He said, and I quote, the absurdity of that conversation knows no boundaries. Never been a conversation. It shouldn't be a conversation. You know what, Greg? If you want to boot Vanderbilt, I'm okay with that. That's the only team that should be booted. And I know they keep up the academia because academics and the SEC aren't exactly on the forefront, but that's no, the team Vanderbilt's that I don't not really going care. Anywhere. Where, what, what city are they in? Nashville. Is Nashville an important TV market to the Southeast? But it's Conference? got Tennessee, man. Uh, that doesn't really matter. You've got Tennessee. You know. Nashville's not – you've been to Nashville. I lived in Nashville. It's not a Vanderbilt town. It's a Tennessee town. They boot Vandy. It doesn't matter. Well, and you're, you're probably right about that, but uh, – I don't think I don't think conferences are going to get in the business of booting people anytime. Relegation, I don't think, is coming to college football. Well, here here's the other thing. So he's in Columbia last night. I think Starkville might be the worst town in the SEC, but it's still in the South. Columbia is horrible. That is the. I mean, have you been there? Yep. It's awful, man. It went, is horrible. Went, went to one of the. Uh, I guess the first time Arkansas went up there and played a conference game with Bielema and. Uh, Stadium was subpar. They've done some work on that end zone where where we were seated uh, since then. I mean, literally the media post game press conference was under a, a funeral tent. I mean, it, it, they're you know, but they're trying to get up to SEC standards, and there's going to be a big enough check to help make make a lot of that happen. So, but it's not the feel of a football town of the South like uh, like we're sitting in here in Fayetteville. All right, that's your SEC update brought to you by Ashley Air. If you need a plumber, call the name you know and trust. That's Ashley Air, the same great people that take care of your heating and cooling system, can take care of your plumbing needs, and right now take $50 off any plumbing repair or get a $129 drain cleaning and a two-year parts and labor warranty. There's some restrictions that apply. If you've got a clogged drain or leaky faucet, Ashley Air is the one to call. Go to AshleyAir.com to schedule your plumbing service today. That's AshleyAir.com, proud sponsors of Razorback Athletics. Chaz in Fayetteville texting, he says, Tommy, better watch out. Ty's going to be expensive this new wardrobe. I'm way ahead of you, Chaz. I've already got about five things picked out, but I'm going to be courteous and I'm going to be thoughtful. I'm not going to give the receipt to Tommy on Monday because it's a holiday. We'll still be doing the show, but instead I'm going to give it to him on Tuesday. I feel like that's what a good employee does is he waits Mm -hmm to give the expense report to after a holiday. I think that's what you need to – just a, to word of, a word of wisdom for all you listen. Don't give your boss an expense report on a holiday. Give him the day after. Wait a couple days. Well, we'll see how it goes for you. I, I welcome you turning that in. It's never gone bad before, and it's yeah. going to keep going the same way. I'm yeah. going to keep getting that money expensed or sent mm. to my check. That's just how it goes around here. Yeah. You talk a big game. I got a big game, man. Yeah. It's you part of it. You talk a big game. I'll tell you who's got a big game is Chuck Barrett. If you hadn't listened to his podcast yet, it is out as of 6 a.m. The Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by the Weikert, by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin team. You've listened to it. I've listened to it. Chuck, for obvious reasons, has listened to it. He brought the juice, man. He yeah. brought it. Yeah, first guest on the uh, podcast was Matt Jones, and uh, he, uh, you know, a player that needs no introduction. And I think you know KJ's 
there's a lot of similarities in the game between KJ and Matt because of their running ability. So I'm uh, I'm excited for everyone to listen to it. I thought Matt did a great job of uh, you know really kind of explaining the you know the the pressure of playing quarterback at Arkansas. I think KJ's starting to feel some of that, and guess what? With every win, it ramps up a little bit more. Here's what stood out to me: Matt brought up. He didn't have social media then. Nope. He had people that knew who he was, knew what he looked like. KJ, not only does have the entire state knowing who he is, what he looks like, he's got to have the social media. He's doing stuff with different companies here in northwest Arkansas in the state. He's got visibility like Matt never had, and that is added pressure into the addition of already being maybe the most scrutinized person in the state. That is the Arkansas quarterback. And you got to remember, Matt – there was controversy around Matt and whether or not he should even be the quarterback and, you know, should be a wide receiver, and that was discussed, and obviously we know where he played in the NFL. Can you imagine? I mean, Houston Nutt was under tremendous pressure. He had back-to-back losing seasons. No head coach had ever survived that. Matt, in a lot of ways, saved Houston's job at that point in his career. So you had that first big wave of drama kind of with, with Coach Nutt, and Matt was one that could – quiet some of that because of his performance on the field then you fast forward you know later on we know what happened in 06 so um you know if you'd have had social media during that era holy smokes different would have been uh different really been something different duck so i'm man i'm uh i'm just ready for ready for some football man and so why don't i say football we need to be very clear I'm ready for arkansas football it's yep. one thing to have getting a chance to watch some college football tommy but we know what Arkansas football is to this state. Well, it's college football's grand weekend. They have the stage to themselves. The NFL will return uh, in a couple of weeks or in a week or so, so you can take take that in. If you're looking for a little action on the uh, games this weekend or the NFL, BetUS.com is back for their 28th year with the NFL. They're the industry's biggest uh, and best when it comes to a sign-up bonus because you listen right here on the Morning Rush and ESPN Arkansas. We're going to get you an unprecedented 200% bonus. BetUS offers their members the opportunity to cash in on all your favorite leagues and teams, NFL, NBA, MLB, they got casino games, they've got European slots, uh, it's all waiting on you there. So call today or go to their website. Here's the number, 800-79-BET-US. That's 1-800-79-BET-US. They'll walk you through setting up your account and tell them you, you listen right here on ESPN Arkansas and get a 200% sign-up bonus right now on your very first deposit. Nobody. It's going to beat that. So head to BetUS.com or, again, 800-79-BETUS and join today. That's BetUS, where the game begins. So you were talking about earlier you think Rocket Sanders could have a breakout game. I asked the question. It was our morning rush daily question. Which player is going to have a breakout game? What about a player you want to see? Chuck Barrett got a chance to talk with not only Sam Pittman on Wednesday night, also got a chance to catch up with a couple other guys as well. Two guys that have been around this program a long time, Bumper Pool and Dalton Wagner. Here's what Wagner had to say about Drew Sanders. Yeah, he can cause some headaches out there, uh, especially if he's resting the edge. Um, he does a terrific job with his body control and just his ability to move. And I, honestly, I think his greatest asset is I've never seen him tired. And no matter what it is, we can be doing tempos, we can be doing something. He's never tired. He's always trying to run, claw, scratch, whatever he can do to get to the ball. Tommy, Drew Sanders is going to wreck some havoc in the SEC this year. You're not a five-star. You're not playing linebacker at Alabama. 
You don't run like he does without being able to play a little football. You talk about setting the edge, you know, in, in defense, how important, you know, that is. And you know, when you look at him, and, I, you know, I'm basing all of this on just the, the glimpse we got in the spring and a little bit of practice we've seen, his ability to play sideline to sideline laterally um, and, and just close off angles, I think is going to be something fans leave impressed with. So I think he'll be able to chase people down if there's a missed assignment. I think he'll be able to uh, to, to break on angles that uh, that are going to cause receivers and running backs and quarterbacks maybe to change course or direction. So I think his speed is going to be something we all appreciate here in just a week or two after watching a game or two. Let's get people a setup of the rest of the day and then what happened to, and what's happening tomorrow as well, Tommy. Well, we got halftime live over uh, in Harrison today at uh, Baxter Health and their community clinic. So uh, Phil and Drew and Matty T will be along from there. Then later on, we're going to be at Jack Wills Outdoor Living. we got uh, all the things you need to, to, to spruce up your outdoor spaces and things for your kids. Uh, that's over on 412 uh, near Tawny Town, out by our friends at Wills RV, that area. So uh, we'll be there this afternoon with Ruskin and Zach. Then tomorrow morning, uh, we get the band back together, 9.30. You're going to be at Sassy's on College uh, and the original Red House. Drew's going to be at Randall Ford and Fort Smith kicking off their Labor Day weekend with big savings. So we got a lot going on beginning at 9.30 tomorrow. Get the game broadcast, and then we're back for all the reaction after the game. Zach, me, and Drew will uh, field your calls. We may even get a chance to talk to Chuck after the game. So full uh, 36 hours or so coming up here on ESPN Arkansas and hit that line.com. You need me to bring back some of that curveball whiskey? I guarantee you well, Lisa and the crew would be happy to supply it for us. Can you, you just can you, gotta, you expense that? Oh, it's going to be free. Don't oh. worry about that. Okay, just you just got to promise you, you can't drink the whole bottle in one weekend again. Well, you got to you got to lay it you got to lay it out a little bit. Reserve it for a few weeks, couple days and spread it out a little bit. Well, then uh, you know you you can come to my house and take care of all the honeydews. You might you might drink the whole bottle too if you had to stay stay yeah. there and take care of that list. Getting a so. daughter sounding sounds like getting a daughter married sounds like the most stressful <laughs> week slash weekend that anyone's ever yeah. had in my life. Based on the anyone ever told you weddings are expensive? So. Seems like it, man. <laughs> Listen, a great thing about weddings is you can get invited to as many as you want. Now you got to get a gift and you got to stock the bar in some cases, but they're not as expensive when you're invited to them than when you're paying for them. That's what I've heard, at least. All right, before we go, I invite you to come by the stadium shop. Uh, Robert and Elizabeth and their family have been so kind to us this morning. They'll uh, take care of you. Tommy Bahama shirts, twenty-five percent off. Get by and get that discount. Get your free beat Cincinnati buttons. Everything you need with a Razorback on it. You'll find it at the stadium shop next to Ballmwalker Stadium. For Tommy Kraft, Chuck Barrett, and Maddie T., I'm Ty Richardson. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.